Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Heel DIY stand tall at the end of NXT TakeOver Phoenix. I am Luke Owen. This is El Fakador Laurie Blake, and welcome to the post NXT TakeOver Phoenix Wrestle Ramble where we're going to be kicking off talking about probably the big story. I mean, it's the biggest story in NXT for the last couple of years. Yeah. Because it's been the most consistent story Mm -hmm. in NXT for the last couple of years, and that is the the downward spiral of Johnny Gargano Mm -hmm. over the last few months. Or is it an upward spiral now? Well, here we go. (laughs) Therein lies the rub, as Hamlet would say. Uh, I think it's from Hamlet anyway. Um, And... So Johnny Gargano, like there in lies the rub was Fifty Shades of Grey, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I did see someone when we made that Fifty Shades of Grey joke said Fifty Shades of Grey, uh, which is yeah. very very good. Also, it's the color of his hair. Um, yeah. So anyway, so Johnny Gargano is sort of like he, he's almost fallen off the wagon, so to speak. Mm-hmm. He has quote turned heel by and he attacked Alistair Black in the parking lot. Although Johnny Gargano, it's not a heel turn because he is righteous in what he has done and at the war games show the fact that he was going too far down into the sort of heel mm. mentality was his undoing because he couldn't beat Alistair Black and Alistair Black quote absolved him of his sins but here that's the problem he's absolved him now well, so he's yeah. fine to crack on like, well exactly <laughs> clean yeah. slate Johnny well I did think because there was a moment like uh, before the main events where Percy Watson said well Alistair Black has absolved Johnny Gargano of his sins mm. and you know, and I was like but he lost to him in the cage match, and Gargano's now the North American champion. So if that was Black's aim, he's done a terrible job. Yeah, well, that's the, I, that's the thing. It's like Johnny's done more sins. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. just it's just done more. Yeah, of the Johnny. Sins. Yeah, it just was like, well. So he he didn't go like far normal up. confession. He just get it out of the way, do some more, go back later. Yeah. He can have another match against Alistair Black down the line, get reabsolved, yes. and then he'd be like, brilliant. So he didn't go far enough into the the dark side mm-hmm. at the War Games match, and that was almost his undoing. But here, he fully embraced the dark side mm-hmm. and used... It, it took him a little while, but he finally used heelish methods, one might say. Or, not so much heelish methods, but champer methods. Mm-hmm. And he won the North American Championship. Yes. He is our new North American Champion. And at the end of the show, when Tommy Champer, when Tommaso Champer retained his NXT Championship over Alistair Black, as Tommy Champs was walking up the stage with his belt, the little graphic came up down below so you knew, well... Something something, <laughs> something else is yeah, happening. Yeah. <laughs> Out comes Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Takeover, Johnny Champion. And he stands there, they look at each other. Johnny just holds up his belt, and Tommaso Ciampa holds up his belt. And it lo- looks like we've got heel DIY, officially heel DIY, with Gargano really sort of embracing this darker side. Mm-hmm. Running the, running the show now at NXT. They are the two most important champions in the men's division. It's Absolutely. It's, I mean, it's the payoff you wanted from this story. And it, it, I think it's kind of perfect as well because it's that seeing Johnny now, like, you know, Johnny, old school Johnny, it'd be interesting to see what he says coming out of this because previously when he was like, I'm the hero, I'm Johnny Takeover, I'm Johnny Wrestling, everybody loves me. I was going his whole point was that he was going to be the one to defeat Tommaso Ciampa. Mm-hmm. Does he need to now? Will he say that he wants to? I don't oh, yeah. I just I get the feeling like now this is the actual this is the actual heel turn. Not even I don't I wouldn't say that the tactics to beat uh, Ricochet were particularly heelish beyond dragging up the mat and that's just a bit of a I mean that's more just extreme than yeah. being a heel, but 
the heel turn here is the fact that he's now just mates with Champa again. That's the real heel turn of but this. It, it's the brilliant stuff. It's like, but is he mates with Champa mm. or and? Uh, so I, I mean, I, I thought this was a great show, top to bottom. Yes. I it was an absolutely terrific show. Partic- and, and really, it's a great show because <clears> the storyline is being so well told. The video package before the Gargano-Ricochet match was an absolute stroke of genius mm-hmm. because the whole video package was built around Johnny Gargano saying these things that he's doing. I'm going to win the North America Championship. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. But you had voice clips of Tommaso Ciampa telling him what to do. Mm. It was like, you should go after the North American Championship, Johnny. And then Johnny going, I'm going to go after the North American Championship. And it's just playing into this. Champa is the puppet master in control of uh, Gargano. And there were so many subtle things throughout this show mm. that I absolutely adored. Things like Johnny Gargano did his DIY super kick. He did the whole pose and did the super kick. In the Champa match, he tried to do the DIY running knee as if they mm-hmm. were both doing the move, but they weren't there in the same match. They both used the exposed concrete. And Gargano, when he beat, when he had Ricochet beat, he did the suplex onto the concrete. He rolled him back inside, just muttered, I win. Mm-hmm. Which is exactly what Champa was saying in the Velveteen oh. Dream match. And what Champa said at the end of his match yes. as well. It's a, Yes, it's oh, amazing. It's such brilliant, subtle storytelling. Mm. I even, absolutely love it. But they did it again with Johnny's gear as well. So the, the, the reference on Johnny's gear was the Dark Phoenix from the X-Men comics, right? Yes. It was the same colour scheme. The logo on the back that said Takeover was the old X-Men font. Great gear. Great amazing gear. Amazing yeah. gear. But also excellent storytelling from Johnny who always does sort of comic book based gear storytelling we had obviously that transition from Captain America to uh, Venom to the Punisher although Punisher then Venom wasn't it yes yeah yeah, Yeah, yeah. so Punisher then Venom and then with this sort of turn and now Dark Phoenix which as we if you if you're okay with comics is a force outside of Jean Grey that takes control of her and makes her bad. Ah, yeah. Brilliant. And in, in this situation, I guess, yeah, Champa is the, the Phoenix Force. Yeah. Yeah. Also nice because it was t- taking place in Phoenix. Mm, yes, yeah. <laughs> lovely, really. Just lovely bits of symmetry here. So, yeah, so it was just really sort of fascinating stories told throughout the, throughout the night. And it does lead to this very interesting dynamic. The, the landscape of NXT just feels so fascinating at the mm-hmm. moment. Particularly, I would, I'd, I'd say the landscape feels fascinating, but really it's this, <clears throat> this one storyline is so captivating. It makes you just want to watch NXT. Like, yes. You could, anything else, there could be anything going on in NXT at the yeah. moment, like, but I don't, everything could be awful. I'd still want to watch it because mm. I want to see where this storyline is going. But it's incredible that you want to watch it anyway because, like, you know, people like the War Raiders and Undisputed Era who've had a sort of feud but it's not really much more than the war raiders really want those titles and they keep coming out and be like oh cross they can just walk out the gate in on the beginning of the show and just have an absolute barnstorming match and you're just like oh okay that was that's yeah. all i wanted that, you know, that the, was the, same as the danny birch only lorcan match from whenever that was a couple of like you know last three last year. yeah yeah so like that's sort of amazing just this is just a match that's being put on with these guys but it's incredible yeah Right? I, I just, it's baffling. It's, and it, it's, so the, the, it's such a captivating storyline within NXT. And I, I was listening to the Wrestling Observer review, mm. and they were saying, like, oh, this has got to be building to Ciampa and Gargano at, for, the, for the title at WrestleMania weekend, maybe even doing a title versus title thing. But I'm still sticking to my guns here. I think that the draw for selling tickets to the WrestleMania show, NXT TakeOver, uh, you know, Brooklyn Five or whatever they're going to be calling it, is it's the first DIY match in X amount of years. Mm. And you do it as a tag match. You do Johnny and Champa versus Black and Ricochet or Black and Dream. Or so. it'd probably be, I'd imagine it'd be Black and Ricochet. Mm. And that's your draw for that show. The main event is the tag match. It's the first DIY tag match in a mm. number of years. Only this time they're a heel act. And then you can like elongate the storyline even further to build for when... Johnny realizes the thing that he's done is bad, mm. and he goes after, and he, you know, then wins the title from Champa, perhaps at the the summer show in in Toronto. Yeah. That, if if it was, that's what I would really like. If they do Johnny versus Champa at Takeover Brooklyn Five, I'm gonna be like, whoa, whoa, no, I'm not happy with that. Yeah. That's still ace. Yes. I could just see them really extending out this story even further. Yeah, I think it's just, I think them having a stranglehold on the division is what I want to see, you know, and I think that then we can start to position other people 
to be the ones to topple them. And I don't even think, even if at WrestleMania, if it was Ricochet and Black or Ricochet and Dream or whoever doesn't go up now, yeah. basically, um, whoever that is, I don't see them toppling them. I just, I just think their their internal implosion will be their downfall. It's not going to be them. You know, maybe one of them loses their title, and then the other one, and then decides they want the other ones. Yeah, there's, I just, there's just dynamics there that still needs to be played with. And I think the thing with both of them is when they leave NXT, if they ever leave NXT, it has to be together. It just has to be. Yeah. You know, they both have to just because it, it just has to stop. Like you know, you can't just. <laughs> Tommaso Ciampa cannot exist. It's like Batman and the Joker now. One cannot exist without the other because everything they do, the other one is a part of it somehow. Yeah. It's, and it's, just, you know. it's like Owens and Zayn mm. in that sense. That was a, it was an NXT storyline that just carried over into the main roster mm. and like seamlessly so. Yes. Like it, it, just, it just naturally flowed into it. Um, and you know that, that that's a storyline that is still ongoing and I, I can see the same thing happening here is that mm. these two are so intrinsically tied together as you say that they have to sort of like continue this storyline through their characters even if they go to the main roster mm. or as you sort of like su- suggested there if they don't go to the main roster like Triple H said in an interview quite recently that there are some wrestlers who aren't going to go to the main roster and that's not a problem mm. like there are some wrestlers who are just they are NXT wrestlers, and they will have their careers, a very fulfilling career, in NXT. Yeah, I'm and hoping that's, he's that's talking that's about fine. Kona Reeves more than he's <laughs> well, talking about Gargano. That's fine, isn't yeah, it? I'm just hoping he's talking about Kona Reeves here and not saying, like, we'll never get to see Champa and Gargano have a match at Mania. Yeah. Like, um, but... <laughs> I, I do, yeah. I, I, I feel like he was more talking about Walter, really. Where yeah. It's just like, Walter doesn't want to work. Well, he with doesn't. WWE, yeah, exactly. So, so he is literally just going to be an. But NXT he's also. UK. I think he's also saying it in a sort of like I'm trying to keep people away from where they get ruined <laughs> for now. Like until until the the landscape of actually the management of the company is different. Yeah. Sure. Say like some people just won't ever leave NXT because <laughs> it's not worth their time, uh, and <laughs> we need them to just prop up the cards. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So I, I I just think it's such a brilliant, brilliant storyline. I, I could talk about it for for hours, really, because mm. I think it, like this will be the most fa- once. And I was about to say once this storyline is over, but that's kind of a brilliant thing of it. It yeah. will never be over. But there will be a period of time. Say it's when Gargano wins the belt. Mm. If if Gargano wins the belt at Takeover Toronto, which is kind of, oh yeah, if I was to put money on that, that's almost the direction I feel like they're going. That's that's just a you know pure speculation on my part. But if we get to that point and Johnny wins the title, if you go right back to the start, this is going to be the most fascinating storyline mm. to chronicle. It'll be the most awesome video package to like go right back to the start and mm. coming in and telling that story to get to this point it almost feels like it's a 24 documentary <laughs> or, on, or you know or just like a, a WWE documentary mm. where you can do such an amazing job with it I just think I, I, and what, I'm, what I'm really excited for now is I, I feel like we've moved into the end game finally of whatever this whole thing has been like we've moved into the, the bit where we find out what the point was like you know because <laughs> yeah. it wasn't because clearly it wasn't the point wasn't to put the belt on Johnny when we thought the belt was going to end up on Johnny back at um, TakeOver Brooklyn 4 was it well, that was, yeah, that was, their, that so, was yeah. their title match yes like that was sort of felt like what might be the end game there wasn't surprise surprise so we've done all this now we're now getting to the point where like they're together and the only thing that's going to happen here is a sort of dual downfall, I think. Yeah. A, 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 a brief period of control and then a slope downwards yeah. leading to some sort of implosion, massive match. Can't wait. Can't wait. I mean, the most frustrating thing about NXT, we'll get into the full review uh, very shortly. The most frustrating thing about NXT, though, is that I want to see where this storyline's going and that's not going to happen on Wednesday because mm. it's, the, it's the recap show. Oh, yeah. Digging it, digging it all. 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So the show kicked off, as you would expect, with a brilliant video package for the event, uh, which was sponsored by Kingdom Hearts 3. Mm. Good sponsor. Mashup, yeah. Yeah, good sponsor. Um, it's not a game I'll be playing, but still, good sponsor. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not massively into Disney. So. No. Uh, but coming up first, we have got the Undisputed Era versus the War Raiders for these NXT Tag Team Champions. A big Viking opening for the War Raiders. They came out. I, I mean, I've, I've written the joke in... Uh, in my notes, I was like, huh, I wonder how many of these guys will headline a takeover at some point in the future. Because I just assume they were all NXT trainees. Mm. Like they usually, they usually do for these sorts of things, where yeah. you usually just get, hey, who's, you know, it's not, you know, you're not having a match, but you get the experience of going out in front of the crowd. Yes, yeah. And, you know, it's good to just be backstage these things. And it's better to be that than one of the Rosebuds. So. Well, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Know. Just ask Braun Strowman. <laughs> Keep doing this. Um, but it's. You know, or like CM Punk at uh, WrestleMania mm. 20, whichever it was, in Chicago, he was out for the John Cena match. But this instead was actually just Rose mates. Yes. These were all Rose Viking buddies. This was his wedding party. <laughs> Pretty much, including, <laughs> reportedly, Sarah Logan. And in mm. fact, actually, you can see, because you found the image of them backstage hanging out together. Mm. And there's one that's in green that's like leaning down, and you're like, oh, I can see Sarah Logan's dreads there. Yes, that is yeah, definitely Sarah, Sarah Logan. Logan. That's <laughs> full-on Sarah Logan. Which uh, is awesome. I think that's such a cool thing to happen as well. It really like, is cool. Yeah, because WWE probably went like, what do you want to do for your entrance? And they probably went like, we'll have Vikings. And they were just like, cool, we'll start booking, we'll like make some costumes, we'll do something. And Roe just went, ah, we got it. No, no. Don't <laughs> like, worry, like, I'll, get it. I'll get it. My LARPing party are already on board <laughs> yeah, for yeah. this. They've already got the longboat. <laughs> yeah. They're sailing here now. Uh, and he had a great, so they did this big old entrance. Mm. And the first thing that Maranello goes is, great, Odin's Raven, which really made me laugh. He's king of patter, isn't he? He isn't is he? indeed, yeah. And um, I, t- I said this in my review, but it reminded me a lot, this match, of the Undisputed Era versus Birch and Lorkin match from, I think it was Chicago last year. I might mm. be wrong on that one, but I think it's Chicago last year. In that the Undisputed Era are an act that the crowd are just so into. Mm. Everyone loves Undisputed Era, which is, you know, understandable. They're awesome. Yes. They're really, really cool. But then when you have like a babyface tag team going against them, and the story you are telling throughout the match is that Undisputed Era are beating them down using heelish tactics, this and the other. But the crowd are really into the heels, and <laughs> yeah. they're not that much into the baby faces. They absolutely love Undisputed Era. Yeah, it, it almost feels like a bit flat. There were t- They did two hot tag spots in this, mm. and it never felt like either of them was a mm. hot tag, because the crowd didn't go like, hey, finally the tag has been made. It was just like, hmm. Tag. Yeah, can't wait for Undisputed Era to be back on top after this little bit of yeah, exactly. offense. Yeah. yeah, I want to see what Carlo. I think, they, I think do. they did. They did very well to turn it around with sheer feats of strength. I think. Well, that was it. Which is what I think. What's so amazing about this was it. It definitely did feel like that at the beginning. Like Undisputed, like War Raiders came out and got a big pop at the beginning, but it sort of felt like even though they were the ones that had all the production with theirs and. Somehow, when the Undisputed Era came out, their pop was bigger just because Bobby Fish came out holding a little <laughs> award that he'd won for a bit, dinged it, and then walked off again. <laughs> like, yeah, they won the NXT Tag Team of the Year. Mm. And so, like, 
they're so over that when when the match started, they were the ones getting the chance. They were the ones getting the cheers every time they cornered somebody and were keeping them keeping them playing sort of playing keep away. People were well behind them. Mm-hmm. War Raiders did amazingly to turn it around just through sheer handsome cartwheels. Oh well, that's it. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because on that second hot tag, which was tepid at best mm. in terms of crowd reaction. Like it just took Hanson what one or two moves, and all of a sudden the crowd were like, "Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, this is this <laughs> oh, is awesome. I should be in, I should be paying attention." <laughs> and it was just great. Like they just did all the Hanson's so good, and he just did all these big moves. He's just running wild, and it was just his running wild. So the crowd just started to get to their feet, mm. and they did like the assisted power slam and power mm. bomb thing, which is awesome. And then Hanson did an incredible tope. And the reason why it was incredible is because, like, oh, yeah, he's a guy of his size. He's doing a tope. But it wasn't that. He started from the middle of the ring, mm. ran at the ropes, but had still somehow got so much momentum that he flew outside the ring. Yep. Usually that would require you to do, like, a big run against these ropes and a big run against the other ropes, like the Seth Rollins-style mm. dive. He just almost looked at them, jumped, and flew <laughs> yeah. through the ring. And considering he'd already done one where he missed as well, <laughs> yeah. and he like clattered into the floor, leaving a dent. Yeah, <laughs> like, I just don't know how he got so much momentum. I mean, from such little like distance. They are. I think those two are incredible athletes. They are. They are just amazingly gifted. Like yeah. Hansen defies his size, and Rowe is unbelievably strong. Like, I mean, like, I, know I spent a lot of the match also going, my God, Roderick Strong's a big, strong boy. But Roe just goes like, a lot of this match's uh, sort of, its jam was just going, you go over there now. <laughs> yeah. You go over there and whatever you hit on the way is what you hit. So whether it's Kyle, whether it's the, 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 the turnbuckle, the ring apron, I don't care. You go over there. I'm just tossing you over there <laughs> yeah. now. Hope you don't mind. <laughs> It, it, was, was, it was so good. It was really cool. I loved the big superplex by uh, Roderick Strong as well. Mm. Like, and that was the, the the match was laid out to really put over the War Raiders. But Undisputed Era did look great coming off the back of this. Mm. But War Raiders were made to look really strong. They kicked out. Well, Hansen kicked out of the uh, the high low. Yep. Whereas they were putting over massive on commentary. It's like no one kicks the first, out. Yeah, that it's move. the first to ever have kicked out of it. Yeah, yeah, really, really cool. And then yeah, he dodges the second high low with a cartwheel, which got a massive reaction. I think it is the most over move that's not really a move in wrestling. And like previously, I thought the side effect by Matt Hardy was that move because it's just a rubbish move that yeah. like is really over. This cartwheel, so over. That was the biggest pop of the night was for that little cartwheel. Little Incredible. Cartwheel. It's so good. It's like when it was amazing at Chicago a couple of years ago when Tyler Bate did the airplane spin mm. and we watched this going like cannot believe how over an airplane spin is here in 20, yeah. 2017 or wherever it was and here we are in 2019 going, can't believe a cartwheel is one of the most <laughs> over things in wrestling yeah so he did the cartwheel did a handspring elbow which got another big reaction and oh, then they hit yeah. the, uh, the fallout and got the win just great stuff mm. really really great surprising though I I mean, we all said in the predictions that we thought the Undisputed Era were going to retain. Yeah. I think we all fantasy booked in our head they were going to have this sort of like dominant run where they were going to win all mm. the belts. And yet here we are. And I was like, huh. And actually, the more I thought of it, I was like, well, I suppose it makes sense for them to win. Yes, I didn't yeah. really think about that at the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I should have. Well, I should have thought realistically when I was saying that I thought Gargano would win the North American title, that Undisputed Era probably should have dropped theirs. Yeah. I think also there, there is potential, and I know that we, we're saying there's still stuff for them to do in, in NXT, but with now Gargano and Champa sort of having this stranglehold on the division, maybe there isn't. Like, maybe there isn't that much for them to do anymore. I mean, they've been tag champions for as long as you can be tag champions, so let's just move them on, maybe, is the key. Like, if they could just yeah. If they can just have a really strong debut on the main roster... You've suddenly got this amazing faction running around doing incredible stuff. And and if someone also from the main roster defects and joins the Undisputed Era in the first couple of weeks, that would be an amazing storyline. Yeah. I just think the more we leave them in NXT now, the more it feels like, oh, you're not tag team champions anymore. Very true. Very yeah. true. And this is it's always an interesting pay-per-view, the, the, the January one, because... It's it's this one and the April like the the pre WrestleMania ones that everyone keeps very close eye on on who wins and who loses. Mm. I, I made this joke in my review that like when Alistair Black lost, it was like, well, well, let's start the speculation that he's yes, up on the yeah. way to the main roster. Coming which, to the Rumble, which I think is fair enough. Like it, there is every chance he could be in the Rumble tonight, and I'm I'm almost expecting him to be in the Rumble tonight. Just I think it sounds it not, seems smart, not as a caller, but at least as a surprise entrance. Mm. I think I think he could be in the Rumble as a sort of low key call up. 
and then maybe he could do like a couple of matches before here in Mania and then debut properly. But yeah. I think the key now is get him off NXT TV because I actually think the more we do, the more we play into the storyline, the more you kill his mystique. But we can get onto that a bit later. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm still keeping next up one of my tag match that I'm predicting. <laughs> uh, we had Pete Dunne and Tony Storm in the crowd. Pete Dunne, looking bloody miserable as ever. Forgot to tell his face that it was exciting. <laughs> Tony's there. I think on the inside he was like, wow, this is amazing. But on the outside he's like, I don't want to be. I'm not booked on the card. I was in the main event at the last show. <laughs> yeah. I was stood up on top of that cage with my title. Anyway. <laughs> but poor Pete. Uh, we then you got- had a takeover this month, mate. Yeah, come on, mate. You've had yours. Cheer up. Uh, we then got Matt Riddle versus Cassius Ono. Cassius. In a match that I've seen, I've heard one review, which is I, I very much agree with, in that give these two half an hour, they will put on an absolute show steam. Mm. Like, that's it's just undisputable fact that these two, Matt Riddle and Chris Hero, they would have an absolutely incredible match. But that match was not this match no that's because the purpose of this match was not to be that show stealing match mm. this match was designed it went less than 10 minutes yeah this match was there to put over riddle strong and it did that brilliantly i struggled to get into this match i'll, I'll admit i just it's you in the crowd yeah i just i there was just something about it that just felt off i don't i don't know whether it's like I just don't for some reason I also I just think it's not believable when Ono starts beating down Riddle and like doing all these like I like the the sort of mean stuff that he was doing like the stomping on the foot the bare mm. foot and all that kind of things but it just feels I also think like to some degree there's something about Riddle's character where they're trying to do this you know he's he goes a bit crazy and he's really vicious and he's a brutal combatant but actually that sits at odds with me with the king of bros thing or Mm -hmm. the the original bro or whatever we're calling him now like new nickname yeah all like there's just something about that where he like he just doesn't ever seem like he's tapping into this well of anger Mm -hmm. because even after he the the, the finish of this match was that he basically elbow strikes Ono into tapping out. Yeah, he elbowed and it, it to and death. It, it literally gets, was death by elbow. And it, but it gets called off in the same way that like a, a, an MMA fight does, where the referee actually just has to physically get between two people. While it's like, no, they're they're unconscious now, so you can't. You yeah. have to stop hitting them. Yeah, that's the rules. Like, it's not a pinfall, not proper like tap out. It was literally just like, just get off him. Like, yeah. But uh, so immediately after that, he just went back to being like, I'm a bro. And it, I don't know. I just, I find that a bit more. I'd like to see if we're going to push him to this point of being really aggressive. Let's do a bit more with it. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I I just think that the 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 brilliance of this match was that it at the end of it, Riddle came out looking like an absolute star. Mm. In particular, he came out looking like a unique star yes. because of that finish. Yeah, that's that, a really. Co- I thought the, the playing into the MMA background stuff is wicked because no one else is doing that. Mm. Like he won by striking him into the the point of tapping out. Yes, that's it's a finish that you don't see in professional wrestling because we're conditioned to. You submit via tapping out. Well, I mean, he did tap out, but that's through a submission move. Yeah, you pull not their because, arm until it hurts yeah, too much. Yeah, not because you're punching them too much. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, it, and it was funny as well because the way it was shot, and it almost felt like the commentators didn't really know how to call this as a professional wrestling finish. Because mm. the way that it was shot was that it was, he was raining down these elbows on him, and Ono was tapping out, but the referee couldn't see him tapping out. And then the referee called for the bell. So in my head, as a pro wrestling fan, I was like, Oh, he's called for a DQ, but he didn't see that Riddle, that Ono was tapping out. That's quite a creative finish, actually, mm. because that that puts over that protects Riddle. He did win the match. Ono was tapping out, but Ono doesn't lose, or you know, and things like this and the yeah. other. I thought, what an interesting way to do it. And then they just said, "No, Riddle's won." I was like, "Oh, that's a really unique finish." Yeah, I don't, I don't know why they did the hidden, the hidden tap, and then rolling it through so the referee sees it. Yeah. I it could have just been. I think they could have just built it up a bit more, like, you know, Ono's defending himself, and then he stops defending himself, and then he just taps. Like, yeah. that I think that it would have told the same story. It's weird to do the sort of referee not spotting it. And then spotting because, it. Because, yeah, because it, 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 it did make it feel like the referee called it off for, like, as like a as a DQ That's or as, thought, like, a, you yeah. know, he's he's unable to... Because we also had, like, the, the Bianca Belair passing out in her match. Like, the, it's, you know, he's unable to compete anymore, so we'd call him that. So, like, either do that, like, he's literally knocked him out, knocked him out cold, or make a really big deal of the tap mm-hmm. and just be like, Riddle just won't stop raining these blows down, no matter how much, like, Ono tries to get yeah. out of it. And then he just... He has no choice but to tap really obviously in front of the referee and then yeah. everyone can go what? what and it's interesting for riddle as well because the the way that they were 
the way they were building him in this match, it's almost like he is in line for an NXT championship shot. Mm. Like he has got to be in that main event picture. But then at the end of this show, you're like, there's no room for you in this main event no. picture because this main event picture is Champion Gargano. You are not factored into this. No. So you're almost looking at Riddle being like, it's, I mean, the way that I'm figuring it, it's probably not until War Games that you're ready. Yeah. Or, yeah. Like, or not that you're ready, but there is a spot open for you because we've got this, this other story that we need to tell. Mm. And then, so you then start to think like, holy hell, what is Matt Riddle going to do for the next 10 months? Yeah, they're just sort of, they're hotting him up too quickly, I think, with this stuff. And it's just, yeah, it's just weird to have all these matches where he just sort of like, because he is an amazing wrestler as well. Like he picked it up like it was nothing. (laughs) And then he's had all these very long, brilliant matches on the indies. um, And it's weird to now just be instantly in a program where it's just 10 minutes, really strong finishes against... Someone yeah. like Cassius Ono, that to, that to feel like it's not ever going to go anywhere for a while. I yeah, don't, I don't know what this did. Like beyond, it makes him look. It's a cool finish, and I like the idea of the MMA style thing. But I just, I wasn't invite. I wasn't particularly invested in the feud. I don't think the match itself was mega interesting. Yeah, I think as you said, like I mean, the crowd were not buying into these near falls whatsoever. No, absolutely not. Like I've written, I've written at one point here that uh, I think it was like he, Ono did a Liger bomb, like for a quote near fall mm. because the referee counted nearly three, but the crowd certainly did not buy into it. Mm. No one bought into Ono winning this match, which, yeah. I, which doesn't help Riddle really in the long run. No, but I mean, I suppose it does because he did still got put over strong. But it's not like people were really. People never thought the riddle was in trouble. No, I think also the, the the choice of the sort of vicious stuff that he did in this there was that obviously the kick to the face that has been gift up and all over <laughs> the internet. Just. Amazing. Uh, I love the pulling the apron, the ring apron up, and putting it over his face and then stomping it. That yeah. was really good. Biting the toes. The biting the t- not so much. <laughs> But also like all that stuff where he's like he's being vicious by he stood on his bare feet. It's like, well, you should have worn shoes. <laughs> like, I just it just feels like they're trying to make it like, oh, he's being he's being really vicious and doing all this stuff. It's like you should have just worn shoes. Probably don't come out in pink flip flops and kick him off into the crowd. So you have to keep buying new flip flops. That's why you have to get pink ones this time because they don't have any green ones left. <laughs> I just I don't know what like I would like to see Riddle in a what feels like a serious feud where he's where it feels like he's taking it seriously. Yeah. And I don't I'm not saying that's, you know, it's not that he isn't taking it seriously as a person. I think kayfabe wise his character is just too relaxed. Yeah. And I would like to see him turn it up and be like, I am a bro, but I'm also going to destroy you. I was going to say, I mean that is this is a feud in which there have been three matches and Riddle has won all three of them. Mm. Like this is not a main roster storyline in which they would have gone 50-50 yeah. back and forth. This is just, Riddle has dominated this whole feud, and he has now won. Mm. And Which is, so I mean, be, yeah, so be why having see, three matches when you... <laughs> so it'd be interesting to see where they go for, from here. Uh, we see Tommy Champa warming up <coughs> backstage, and then the Velveteen Dream arrived in a limo with some mm-hmm. ladies. Scarlet Pimpernel. Yeah, and he was upset that he wasn't booked for the show. Mm. And I think... This is the first time that they've referenced the Worlds Collide as a thing. Mm. And it's happening this... Well, it, it's happened yesterday and today, I guess. Yes. And then it airs next week. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the results from yesterday. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you want me to... Sp- um, oh, I probably well, won't spoil them. I probably won't spoil yeah, them. Yeah, let's, let's not spoil them here. Because I mean, it's difficult because there's, like, yeah, there's obviously lots of people are winning. So, yeah. Um, but it's, it's an interesting mix of people that are winning. It's not actually everyone you would expect. Mm, cool. Um, but then there are plenty of people you would expect. Yeah. It's, big, uh, it's a big tournament. So uh, we all predicted that Matt Riddle would get the win there. Obviously, this ties into the overall Wrestle League predictions. Uh, spoilers for the end of this show. Me and Laurie here leading the way on joint points, and Ollie is one point behind us. So it really is all coming down to the Royal Rumble not, tonight. Not keen. Well, uh, do you know what's funny as well? Because I've seen some people send, like, they've written some comments saying, like, you doing a music video is not a punishment because you enjoy it could not be further from the truth yeah. I do not enjoy doing them I don't enjoy just because you put effort into something doesn't mean you, <laughs> you enjoy, enjoy it, it. Like, so, and that's my that's my deal with it it's yeah. a lot of work yeah. it's a lot of work that I really can't be bothered to do yeah <laughs> put a lot of time into housework but I don't like it it's yeah, the, absolutely I just, want the nice, yeah. I just want a clean house yeah. also I want to win uh, <laughs> yeah so, I really want to win so they got the North American also it's funny when Ollie does it it's uh, next up it's the North American Championship match Johnny Gargano versus Ricochet you were the only person who predicted that Gargano would come out with a win here so well done you um i think we kind of talked about sort of the majority of this match already but 
uh, this was a match that it was everything you would expect and so much more. Mm. Like it was all your big flifty doos. It was all yeah. your big, big moves. It was like some ec- excellent storytelling throughout. The costumes were were brilliant mm. in terms of t- like we certainly talked about how Ricochet came out. Not Ricochet. Johnny Gargano came out dressed like Dark Phoenix. Ricochet had Spider Man themed yeah. gear, so they're all comic book nerds. I think he also he also a little bit looked like Eddie Murphy from the Delirious <laughs> tour, like to me because it was too, there was like the red pleather yeah, thing. Yeah, like, totally. I was like, but, <laughs> but it was it was Miles Morales colors as well, so it was the Ultimate Spider Man rather mm. than uh, regular yeah. regular Spider Man, which was really cool. It was cool, and the crowd were really split throughout this match, really into both guys, mm. trying for both these guys, fight forever, this is awesome. Just an absolutely brilliant match. I felt massively bad for whatever was following this, which we knew oh, was the women's man. championship match, but then I was also like, do you know what, even Alistair Black versus Tommaso Ciampa are going to have a hard time topping yeah. this. It was like, uh, <laughs> I, said, I said on Twitter that... Johnny, Johnny and Ricochet brought the house down, and every other match would just be fought in the rubble. Like yeah, it was just totally. there was nothing you could do. Like they just put on an absolute showcase of amazing high spots, really well thought out uh, counters and trickery. Though there's an amazing bit where Ricochet goes for a handspring, and as he comes back, Johnny catches him on the side, rolls it immediately into the Gargano escape. Ricochet locks on the Gargano escape oh. at one point, and Johnny has to crawl. For some reason, he decides to crawl the entire ring to <laughs> yeah. the other ropes rather than just going to the ones right behind him. But it took him so long to crawl that Ricochet gave up. Yeah, Ricochet. <laughs> he I think he, like, he was crawling so long that Ricochet, I think his legs got behind him yeah, like, in the sort of like shuffling, and he was just like, bother oh, okay, to do this okay, move anymore. Whatever. It was. I mean, it was so good. There, was, were, there were feats of strength from Ricochet yeah. that was just yeah. Frust- the f- brilliant little frustration storytelling from Johnny. Like, yeah. Oh. There was a moment in which. Uh, God, Gargano went to do a Frankensteiner and Ricochet just flipped out of it and landed on his feet mm. because he is a video game yeah. and he's just like whatever I've seen him I've se- so I've seen Ricochet retweet that this morning mm. or like tweet about it and he just said um, not good caught my foot on the top rope and everyone was like <laughs> mate don't be so hard on yourself like <laughs> it was still pretty cool like because so he does great. like he does land like that and then yeah. stand straight up again, so it wasn't quite the uh, the Will Osprey spot. No, exactly from New Japan, but or like the big flip that he did um, uh, in the Velveteen Dream oh. thing, where he flipped over the, uh, the the ropes to cut the promo. It worked perfectly though. It was still like yeah. an ama- oh, yeah. like the crowd loved that moment, like the, just him striding, standing up in the middle of the ring, Johnny in the corner, like what? Yeah, and it was like it was the total opposite to the War Raiders and Undisputed Era match, in which the crowd were just like, "We really love <clears> Undisputed <throat> Era," and yeah, War Raiders are fine. Oh, now we're really getting into this. This was just the the crowd were just so into both guys; they wanted this match to like really succeed and go mm. above and beyond. So the crowd started at ten, and they were like at eleven and twelve by the end of it. Mm. They were like absolutely rabid for this finish. No wonder they were exhausted. It, well, it, well, now, well, that's it, isn't it? And it was. And there was just the brilliant storytelling of the end of Johnny Gargano using the concrete against like his better judgments, finally succumbing to it, doing the thing like, I win. Oh, man, I just absolutely love it. Although I did say, I did think, because like, he did the suplex to the, expo- like, to the concrete floor. I did things like, do something, ref. Like, yeah, you yeah. can stop this. DQ him. If it bothers, because the ref's going like, no, no, don't do it. Yeah. Like, if it bothers you that much, ref, do something about I guess it. I promise it's not a weapon. It's just a. It's an. Wow. Act. You fell there. Like, wow. When are we gonna? Where are we gonna draw a line in well, the sand with what know, these mate. rules like, are? You know, you gotta have. You gotta have leniency. I guess so. It is a championship match. It means yeah. more. So yeah, it's, I there was, was an amazing. Uh, there was a bump that Johnny took that was like the most painful looking thing I've ever like I've seen on a takeover for a long time. Was Which one? So he gets spilled to the outside by a ricochet, and he hits his ribs on the apron Ooh, as it goes yeah. down. But the acceleration from the point where he hits his ribs to him going to the oh. floor is like, like he just goes. <laughs> it was crazy. Oh. It, I thought this was. I'm surprised he got through the rest of the match with that. I was like that. I just looked at that. I was like, that's a broken rib, surely. Yeah. Right? This was an absolutely awesome, awesome match. Mm. Uh, it'll be a match that will probably be, it would likely be talked about in like top matches, top WWE matches at the very least by the end of the year. And it's just... I mean, it, it'll be, it sounds in good stead to win the uh, top NXT match because that's, you know, this is how early into the year last year the, the Gargano-Almas match was. So, exactly, yeah. yeah. Andrade, please. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm using his old name. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it really does feel like it's going to be one of those things. And Alvarez, Brian Alvarez of Figure 4 posted up on Twitter that Johnny Gargano is the American Kazuchika Ricardo. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, and I didn't really think about it until he mentioned it. I was like, God, you're right. Just someone you can like 
go out there and have a five star match. He goes, okay, yeah. sure, like, yeah, just like I'll, I'll put you in the ring with literally anyone. Go out and have a five star match mm. or a four and a half star match. He's like, okay. He seems like it's, it's that sort of thing with Johnny, where it actually the the longer he, the longer he's in NXT, the more it's revealed that he seems to be this mastermind of coming up with inventive spot after inventive spot after inventive spot, and obviously like because the story's the biggest in NXT, they're probably getting a lot of like input from other people saying like this little bit of storytelling, this little thing, but just the way that he the matches are pieced together when he's in them. And you can tell the difference between that and like seeing Champa in his title match against Black here. Like Johnny just seems like he's on another level of in- invention just yeah. in the ring. And obviously working with someone like Ricochet who can just if you just go, here's an idea he probably just goes, yeah, I can do that. Like, he doesn't, <laughs> you want me to break the laws of physics? Fine. Yeah. yeah. They present the ideas to it. It's like, I could put an extra flip in if you'd yeah. like. Can you? How many rotations would you like on that, sir? <laughs> so, yeah, awesome, awesome match. Johnny Gargano is your new NXT North American champion. So, the, a belt that is less than a year old and it's already had three title holders. Mm. Interesting. And also had three, like, multiple match of the year contenders. Yeah, that's right. Like, uh, so next up we had Shayna Baszler versus Bianca Belair for the NXT Women's Champion couldn't have felt like more sorry for these two yeah. bless their hearts I think they did a really solid job yes. but this crowd were worn out yeah. they were absolutely knackered they, need, they needed another filler match they needed another Riddle Ono here 10 minutes and something then, just I, stick it on there I've got to say I'm actually almost surprised they didn't structure it that way mm. and do the Riddle Ono match because it only went 10 minutes and do that bit here so, I mean, I get that it's the importance of putting the, the women's championship in the second slot, you know, the, the second main event slot. Mm. So I, I completely get that as the, as the penultimate match. But in terms of trying to get the crowd on side for these, for these girls, particularly Belair, who is inexperienced in takeovers, <clears throat> it's, it almost felt like this needed to go earlier in the night. Yeah. Because they worked a very, very solid match a very well worked match with a very very good story in it yes but the crowd weren't really that into it there's just fatigue I think they picked up I think they picked up in the final five minutes the crowd that is yeah but I think for the majority of this match they weren't really that into it it's a shame really because I I mean the problem is also like on the on the come down side of uh, after Johnny and Ricochet Baszler's style is methodical and slow and about like gross out limb manipulation awesome spots but they are what they are they Mm. are very like you know i'm doing this to show dominance and this is kind of i'm working you like that and then you will eventually get hot when bianca starts to fight back towards the end and that's exactly what happened here but just because everyone was already fatigued people were a bit more like I don't really have time for this now. Yeah. I'm just uh, just quite sleepy. I'm quite sleepy. I'm very tired. I can't need the toilet after the ricochet thing. So like, I just... There was a moment when they were showing a replay, or it might have not been a replay, but it was a shot of uh, when Tommaso Ciampa was holding up his title. Mm. And there is someone in the background, you can see, like, like visibly yawning. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bless them. Well, it's just, it's like, you know, there's, yeah. only so, there's only so long you can keep adrenaline going. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. You know, it's that sort of like, if you've been hyped for an hour, you're going to be on the crash on the way down. So just by the time you get to the end, you're just like, oh, I just... I am into this, but I am I'm, I'm, also I'm quite incredibly tired. asleep here. I'm very tired. I've been here for yeah. a number of hours. I'm very tired. But the very good story they told throughout this match mm. was that Belair is in over her head, essentially. And she came out quite strong, but but uh, Baszler then just sort of like, she dominated, but then Baszler was just like, just took over. Mm-hmm. And it was about like, Belair went in there with all of the, the pomp and circumstance of like, I am undefeated. And then Baszler was like, no, 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 mate. I'm going to slap you down. You are overrated. And that yeah. was the story they told throughout this match. So I thought they did very, very well. well. It was really good because in, in the beginning of the match, like, Baszler's trying to be aggressive and in her face in the same way that she uh, bullied Dakota Kai. Belair has none of it for the first bit and she's like doing cool athletic spots of flipping out. There was a cool bit where she just did sort of turnbuckle up and yeah. overs but with a few flips in between and stuff like that which was really wicked and then everything turns around and she's like standing in the middle of the room doing all her poses and not really caring and it all turns around when she tries to escape through the, the turnbuckle on the mm-hmm. outside yeah. and Baser grabs her hair yeah. to stop her running away and then drags her back into the, the post injuring her arm which then Baser spends the rest of the match working over Yeah, and it's just that it, that is brilliant ring psychology because it's just Baszler is a machine that will just come after whatever your weakness is yeah. and as soon as she identified that 
the match changed completely. Yeah. And it was a very gutsy showing from Bianca Belair and exactly what she needed. Well, I was going to say, credit to Bianca Belair because I I was the only person in our predictions that had Baszler down to retain. Mm. And while I was looking at this, I was like, we are in the fourth match of this card. I've only got like one match right. Yeah. It's like, I need a win here. Yeah. Because I was like, if Bianca Belair... Come on, Baz. I was like, if Bianca Belair wins... I'm knackered. Like, yeah. I'm totally <laughs> screwed. Because Champa's definitely retaining in the main event. Mm. So I'm screwed if Belair wins here. So I was really, I was actually, I was proper pulling for, for Shayna to win. Mm. But credit to Bianca Belair, she made me believe that she was going to win. Yes, she did. There yeah. were so many points in this where I was like, she is going to win. And like, I think she is a real, real talent. Velveteen Dream like, really, where she is mm. so young but has just picked this game up so, so quickly and is al- and already feels like they've been doing it for decades mm. in terms of how they're telling these stories. And it all bo- boils down to the fact that at the end of the match, the referee gets knocked down. Bianca Belair hits her KO... I think we're saying KOD? We're still not yeah, entirely I think it's, sure. it's KOD. Is it KOD? It's the kiss of death, I yeah. think. So she does that. I thought it was the KOB uh-huh. or whatever it was. Anyway, so she does her move. Mm. And she gets the visual pin, but the referee's down. So the crowd are counting along. Belair just gets frustrated. She starts screaming like, mm. you idiot. I've won this match. Mm. And then here comes Shafir and Duke. But Belair, she survives. Yes. She just takes both of them out. Uh, Marina Shafir obviously got herself injured, broke her face. From in the, the looks of it, yeah. In the Kairi Sane Io Shirai match that was... That or she's got some interesting new ring gear. Yeah, could, could well be. Mm. She looked at Steve Cutler and they forgot the sun. It was like, that is a look I'm going to yeah. go for. I like this. Yeah. Um, get me one of those Zorro masks. Get me a mask, will you? <laughs> it's getting Io Shirai over. I want <laughs> yeah. one of my own. Um, so, yeah, like, it was... So she over- overcame that. Then, Basil looks in the Kirafuna clutch and you're like, oh, okay, well, this mm. is it. But, oh, no, no. Belair just like she stands up out of it it's so so impressive and you're like mm. she could win here yep. so many times where I was like she's gonna win and she hits this deadlift suplex out of it I was like that's a, that's incredible mm. she made a complete believer out of me and then she locked in the Kurofuna clutch again I was like okay well now it's over and Belair stands up again I was like no come yeah. on and then she, but she just collapses. Oh, I, th- I thought yeah. it was such a great finish. Mm. It was really, I think it was really good. It was, the, it was the only way someone who is undefeated could be defeated. I think, and still be like, well, I don't think that hurts them at all. Nope. And she got the visual pin as well. Yeah, better than, but like better than Asuka losing a streak. Like, you oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Un- Undoubtedly better than when Asuka mm. lost her streak, which really did feel like a damp fart. Yes, yeah. It was, it was like she tapped out by accident. Yeah. <laughs> or she oh, t- I'd forgot that. Yeah, yeah. You never explain it. If I do that, that means I give up. I didn't actually get. I wasn't given. No. Or she tapped out for real reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, ah, ah, actually, yeah. stop it. Ooh. So we now get our main event of the evening uh, Tommaso Ciampa versus Alistair Black for the NXT Championship. We all had Tommaso Ciampa down to win mm-hmm. this, uh, which I think then puts uh, you and I on 33 and Ollie is on 32. Mm-hmm. Um, good match, really, really good match again. And uh, very similar to the, uh, the Baszler Bianca Belair match. It's all about working over a certain limb. Yes. And it was just, it was a wonderful bit of storytelling. Black does a big flip dive to the outside and he sort of tweaks his knee. Mm. But he doesn't really sort of make a big deal of it. But Nigel is making a massive point of it on commentary. He's like, you can see the way he lands. You can see the way he sort of gets up. He's limping a little bit. Mm. And you're like, okay, well, he's not really selling that at the moment. So that's just Nigel just trying to make something on commentary. Yeah. But then that does become the match because then Chamber almost like smells blood in the water mm. and goes after that leg. So it's... Bl- in increasingly inventive ways. It, right? <laughs> so it's... Champa going after the leg because he's tweaked it, but also he's a he's on a base when he does his finishing move. Mm. If you take out the leg of Alistair Black's or the legs of Alistair Black, he's got in theory now it's else. Mm-hmm. His finishing move is literally his legs. Yeah, like, so, <laughs> I will put one of them in your face. Yeah, so I thought it was a really really smart smart match mm. in terms of that, and it was a great spot in where Champa. Because he's on top and he's feeling very, very confident with himself. Just goes and sits up on the announcer's table and has a has a big swig. Well, they kept saying table on commentary, is what I'm saying. And they kept he took a big swip of swig of water and did his big old applause. Mm-hmm. Pat and himself it, on the back. <laughs> so so great. And then in something I never thought I would see, we had Chekhov's water. Mm-hmm. Because Black kicks the bottle out of his hand and he sprays water everywhere, and it's a lovely little spot. But later on in the match, 
Black finally overcomes this leg injury to do the triangle moonsaults. Mm-hmm. And then as he throws Champa back into the ring, he slips on the water, yeah. which is a very momentary distraction. And it feels like it's a slip up because it's just like, whoop, he slipped on the water, didn't see that there. But it was intentional because he rolled back into the ring, ran straight into Champa doing the fairy tale ending. Mm. What a brilliant little move. Like, I never, when he knocked the water out of his hand, I never thought, well, that'll come into play later yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I'd imagine the cleanup crew would have got there quicker. <laughs> you could, what you didn't see was 500 aides holding back the staff at the venue who were like, we'll get that, we'll, we'll get, no, yeah. just, oh, not no, now! Not yet, not yet. <laughs> so yeah, I thought there was some really, really cool stuff in here. Um, just, just a really, really fun match. Tower of London as well, nice little call out to mm. Nigel McGuinness, which I thought was very cool. Just, yeah, I thought it was a really wicked match. Excellent finish as well. Yeah, I, really, I liked really it. Really, really great finish. I just, and this, but this is, this is why now I think that it's time to move Black on as quickly as possible because he's had a couple of lo- like you know this is this was actually a loss where the last loss he had was because of interference which is fine when you're the sort of dominant strong one and the loss before that was also because of interference this is his first kind of fairly clean loss you know this is complete, I, I would argue that he lost yeah, yeah, yeah he lost pretty as, much as clean com- as clean could be yeah, yeah. Like beyond the slip up and you know there wasn't and the, really the concrete yeah and the concrete which actually was his own doing yeah but yeah we've we've decided that the concrete is just it's not a DQ no. so it's not cheating it's just an extra help exactly Champa revealed up the concrete mm. but then he started arguing with the referee and Black did the double knees off the apron onto Champa which again hurt his knees when he landed on the concrete so really mm. that was his own fault it's his yeah. own fault that mate. was his own fault you, if, you get, if your knee is hurting don't do a knee based move yeah, don't, do not the jump concrete. into concrete yeah. <laughs> exactly so yeah really really cool ending where he's going for the second black uh, another black mask because you said earlier mm. uh, when we were just in the office getting images for together review you're like it's the greatest black mass I've ever seen in my life. It's, it was the first black mass was incredible, and I, I mean, like we've seen some amazing ones. Like the one, the one that he gave to Johnny Gargano, his selling of that was incredible. This one just felt like, and this, <laughs> and you're dead. But this was, but, like, but that was an amazing moment as well in this match because he he hits the black mass, Champa falls down out cold right onto his back, his knees give out from doing the move, and he has to crawl to get to Champa who just as he goes to put the arm across to get the pin, just manages to roll onto oh his side. Oh my god, it was so, so good. simple. It's so, so good. good. I loved that spot yeah. so, so much. It was just awesome. I mean, yeah, and, and I just, yeah, I think, I think, but this match now just says to me, Alistair Black is done in NXT. I just, I don't think we'll ever get back to the Alistair Black who had the insane run to get to the title with just killing people with mm-hmm. that finisher. And I just think, it didn't make him look weak, but it, it just... I, I think after the knee spot, I was a bit like, well, he looks a little dumb now. Like, he's continuing to sort of keep bashing his own knees against stuff now and keep using knee-based moves. Yeah. So change up your offense. So he goes for a second black mask, but Champa pulls the referee in front of him, mm-hmm. so Black sort of stops doing that. And then it's like... I don't know how they did this, but he rolled him into a draping DDT. Oh, it was so like, cool. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, it was so cool. Like, when Randy Orton does the draping DDT, it always looks like... He literally throws them through and be like, I am now going to put you into this position. These two were inside the ring, yet somehow managed to get Black mm. into the perfect position to do the draping DDT. Yeah, so, like, Champ had sort of, like whipped his legs over his yeah. head and he sort of rolled back into the... Le- and he's like, I've got you now. I've got, I've got you in the mood It was, now. It was it, again, a level of invention yeah. in NXT wrestling where you're just like, that's just a cool way of getting into that thing. Like, I think that that's the, there's a sort of iteration with the guys in NXT where they go, well, these are my moves, but how do I get into them in a different way? Like, how do I keep... It's like they're playing games with themselves to be like, well, how do I just make this interesting? Yeah, like, totally. Yeah, so good. And, uh, I mean, Black certainly did look strong coming out of this finish it has to be said because he essentially kicked out of three fairy tale endings mm. um, two and then well, he two, took- yeah, cause he, he, he hits the third one and then maintains fairy tale control I guess it's like yeah. maintaining risk the fairy control. lock I think it's yeah. called and then literally wants to do another one but Black gets out of it and tries to hit the black mass but his knee gives way and that allows Champa to hit the fourth fairy tale ending and get the win no Gargano interference at all which is what I think a lot of people sort of predicted might yes, happen yeah I thought that was going to happen uh, I, I, same here um, but yeah so he wins as you say like as clean as clean can be there was no when real champers involved. Yeah, yeah there's was... no there was no real shenanigans here. But I do think that Black certainly didn't look weak coming out of this. Like, no. you know, he kicked out the move three times, more or less. You, know, you could argue, and 
I do think that they're still going to continue the storyline. I don't think that Black is coming up for the Rumble. You don't? I don't think. Having said that, I'm waiting now. This will be one of those times. So way back when, when me and Ollie were doing the old movie shows mm. uh, for, for another YouTube channel, we reviewed a Batman v Superman trailer. And it was the one before the big reveal of Doomsday. Right. And we recorded it the day before that had came out. And I said in that review, they're not doing Doomsday. There is absolutely no... Dark Side. No, 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 Doomsday, Doomsday. in, oh, in, okay. in um, Batman v Superman, Dawn oh, of Justice. Oh, right, yes, yeah. And I said, category in that video, was like, they're not doing Doomsday. It would be so stupid to do Doomsday in a movie where you're doing Batman v Superman. Like, that's your draw. Mm. You don't need to then have Batman and Superman v Doomsday. Like, the, the film is called Batman v Superman. The next day, the trailer revealed Doomsday is there, and I was like... Because they're good guys, like, man. I was like, we haven't even posted the video yet, <laughs> and already I've said that he's not in it. Yeah, so <laughs> Black will be. So he'll be in the Rumble tonight. And it'll be, be added to. It'll be added to the poster <laughs> in five minutes' time. <laughs> so yeah, so he'll be. Yeah, he'll make his main roster debut tonight yeah, because I'm an idiot. It. But uh, for me personally, I think that there is still Alistair Black's story is not quite finished yet. I think it's going to finish at the next Takeover event. Which I do think will be a tag match, but I, I know it's just speculation. Mm. But I think they're leading towards a tag match because at the end of the show, it ends with as we've been talking about Gargano and Champa raising their titles together. But then the show goes off the air, and unlike a takeover show, that little end graphic actually like that was the end. Yeah, but there was more. Yeah, there was actually more happening. WWE.com exclusive. Yeah, a big brawl broke out. Velveteen Dream comes out and he starts arguing with uh, Champa and Gargano. Mm-hmm. Then Alistair Black comes up. Adam Cole comes out. Ricochet comes out, and it ends in this big sort of six-person brawl, which sort of spills out into the back. Apparently, it spills out into the thing. Triple H had to come out and break it up and things mm. like that. So it's going to be a big. It'll be a big deal come Wednesday. You can go to WWE.com or their YouTube channel, and it's already there for, mm-hmm. for people to see. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like that's already setting up your storylines that are going to be then going into Takeover um, Brooklyn Five. I'm calling it Brooklyn Five. I don't think they've officially called it that yet, mm. but I'm going to hazard a guess that's what it's called. Where you could do the tag match of DIY versus Black and Ricochet and Dream versus Adam Cole in a number one contenders match mm. for the NXT Championship. That's interesting. So that's perhaps something. Yeah, I think it was. Because they said they had something more for Dream to do, but it fell through, right, on the conference call. Yeah, Triple H said that so we could just been chucked in there for like, well, you were here, so yeah. you go get involved. Yeah, Triple H said on the conference call that we had a plan for the Velveteen Dream. We had something big in mind, but it didn't come through. Mm. So who knows what that could have been? Someone coming in, like Cena or someone, I imagine. Could have been. So yeah. So I, I overall, I thought it was an excellent, excellent show. Um, mm. So, in terms of our bonus predictions of who will be in the crowd, none of us said Pete Dunne or Tony Storm. Um, or the Velveteen Dream, or the Velveteen funnily Dream. enough. Yeah, we had Kashida ACH or Ronda Rousey. Um, so, unfortunately, neither of us got a bonus mm. point there. But I'm confident about my bonus point for tomorrow now that Pete Dunne has been seen in the crowd. It means mm-hmm. he's, in, he's in the US, conveniently. Well, they all are, because they're doing an NXT yeah. UK taping. Oh, and obviously, and obviously they're doing the, the World's Collide tournament. Thing, yeah. So, yeah, I just feel like I'm confident now that Pete Dunne may be making an appearance in the Rumble. Mate, as I said to you earlier, it'll be Tyler Bate now. Yeah. Be, just just yeah. to wind you up even it'll be further. Volta, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Famously said he doesn't want to work for the main company or go oh to America. God, if it's Walter. Oh, if it's Walter. <laughs> if it's Walter and then he wins, it's the best company in the world. I love you, WWE, and I forgive you for everything. Every single thing you've done bad, <laughs> yeah. I think you're now the best. You are fickle. <laughs> so, um, that is technically the end of the show, but I didn't want to get out of here before... It's your birthday today, man. Hey. Happy birthday, Laurie. So I know we're all going to have comments that are talking about how we all really enjoyed the show, but I think we should all be giving, you know, happy birthday messages to to Laurie Blake, who's coming to work on his birthday. Because he's sad. Because you're a good, good dude. Mm. But also, and because we're not recording a podcast, I'm just going to give you your present now. Oh. So usually we do this on the podcast, but... Oh, you've wrapped it so well. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you. Indeed. Oh, Yeah. Amazing. You're welcome, man. It's Keyforge. Keyforge cards. Yes, wicked, mate. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Um, You've got enough to play. Do you want a game now? Well, actually, I already I bought three packs because I wanted a pack of my own. <laughs> <laughs> we'll play at lunchtime. <laughs> yeah. So that is all we've got time awesome. for on this show. Thank you so much for watching. We all hope you enjoyed NXT TakeOver. The Royal Rumble is tonight. And if you want to get involved in the predictions for that, head on over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk and become one of our awesome pledge hammers. There'll actually be a button right here that you can click that will 
will take you directly through to it. Become one of those, join in the league. You've still got a few hours to join in. We have had, I think uh, Randy Datsun said, we've had over 500 people join in this wow. league. So it's going to be awesome leading into WrestleMania because yeah. if you think like that's 500, there, there might even be more by the time we get mm. to Mania when the first season ends. And then we can we can come number 500 <laughs> in the list. <laughs> no, knowing us, we'll come right in the middle. We'll yeah, be 250. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.